You are listening to episode 10, the final episode of this season of the Romance Class Podcast. This is a reading from romance novel In Over Her Head by Filipino author Anne Plaza. It's available as an ebook on Amazon and other retailers and in print by ordering from the author. Links to purchase the book will be included in the show notes. In this excerpt, Rachel Coates will be reading as main character Erica and Gio Gahol will be reading the role of Richard. This was recorded at the Study by Enduran in Podium Mall, Ortiga Center, Metro Manila. In Over Her Head by Anne Plaza When I finally got a good alfresco seat in Starbucks, I began to have second thoughts. Am I ready to hear what Richard has to say? It's been more than a decade already, and I couldn't even give myself a straight answer. I tried to calm myself by having a smoke and sorting out my thoughts. Ten minutes after six, I started to get clammy. Fifteen minutes, I was feeling impatient. Where the hell is Richard? I glance at my watch again, which says 6.45, and I get startled when someone grabs a seat across the table and sits down. I'm so sorry for being late, Erica. Traffic going here is just crazy, and parking was just... He trails off pausing to wipe the sheen of sweat on his forehead. I stare at Richard, still unsure whether to feel a bit irritated for him making me wait again or just look at him. He's wearing a semi-fit polo t-shirt, jeans and sneakers. His hair looks a bit longer than the last time I saw him at the wedding, but he looks boyish and definitely younger than his age. But there are shadows under his eyes like he hasn't slept all that much. He timidly smiles at me as I press the remnants of my cigarette down in the ashtray. So, uh, what's up? He asks, watching me remove the embers from the end of the cigarette. Oh no, small talk again. Um, I'm fine, okay, just the usual work. Great. Where did all those well-thought-out lines go? Am I just going to be rendered incoherent all throughout the night? Well, you look great. I smile a little bit. Still unsure if I should meet his gaze. Thanks. You look... My voice trails off, finding the right words to say. Richard absently scratches his head and laughs. (laughs) Yeah, I look like crap. (laughs) I haven't been getting much sleep for for, for the past couple of weeks. What have you been doing anyway? I mean, I haven't heard a peep from you since... Well, since you know when. (laughs) He doesn't speak for a few minutes. I begin to think that I shouldn't have brought up that incident where everything got so messed up. Hey, can I ask you something, Erica? I nod timidly, not trusting myself to speak. Don't I matter to you anymore? I feel my face heat up. His words bring up a myriad of emotions inside of me, some of which I thought I'd already dealt with. Okay, granted, I did something really bad. I cut him off before he says anything else. You walked out on me all those years ago, Richard. You just decided right there and then that our relationship would never have worked by a long distance, so you thought to spare me the trouble. I don't intend for the words to sound like fingernails scraping down a blackboard, but it's too late to take them back. I'm ready to unleash the fury of words tucked under my tongue, but for some reason his eyes stop me. They always do. You didn't even ask me how I feel. You just decided for yourself and left without a backward glance. Tell me, tell me, how was I supposed to feel after that? And then you just sashay your way back into my life ten years later and ask me if you matter to me? The last sentence comes out a bit of an octave higher, 
Thankfully, we're in an open area and everyone else is engrossed in their own conversations. Richard just sits there, watching me fume and get all worked up, his face unreadable. Do you have any idea what I've been through since then? I laugh. I felt like someone punched a hole in my chest and I was walking around with that gaping hole. My lower lip starts to tremble. Oh no, don't you dare cry, Erica. Erica, I... I hold up my hand and try to control the dam of emotions that's threatening to burst. I take several deep breaths and hold myself back a little bit, clasping my hands on top of the table. That thing with... Jerome, as he heard from the horse's mouth himself, was something I went along with because I just couldn't face everyone that, after all this time, I'm still stuck. I'm still walking around with a gaping hole. I know it was a stupid idea to begin with, but I just wanted to feel, I don't know, normal. Oh God, I never felt so pathetic in my entire life. I feel smaller than the time that I spilled everything to the barcada. No matter how many times I try to justify what I did, it still sounds vain and stupid. And now that I just laid the cards on the table, even Richard now knows how utterly crappy I've become. I don't even dare look at him. I don't want to see the pity or disgust in his eyes at what I've become. His silence makes me believe the worst, which is why I get surprised when I see his hands moving across the table to cover mine. I'm really sorry, Erica. I know that's a... Uh hollow thing to say after everything you told me, but I don't know what else to say. There's no way to repair the damage I've caused, but I still want to let you know why I just left. I owe you that at the very least. I want to tell him that nothing he'd ever say would take back all those years of self-imposed loathing and blaming, but I surprised myself even more by nodding. So I got that offer to work in Singapore even before we graduated. I didn't tell anyone back then because I may have second thoughts about leaving. I didn't want to leave you, but my family needed me. My mom was undergoing chemo treatment for breast cancer and she had to get operated soon after graduation. I didn't really have much of a choice. This time around, it was Richard who can't look at me. I just wanted to save my mom and and that offer turned out to be the answer I was looking for. My sisters were still in school that time, and I knew after graduation I'd have to hit the ground running to help out. I didn't tell anyone, because I knew you guys would help out. He laughs and combs his fingers through his hair. It may sound conceited, but I wanted to do this on my own for my family. I'm the breadwinner, so I have to be the one to work things out, and there's another selfish reason. I look up to see him staring at me intently. I wanted to prove myself to you, too. I, I could never measure up to your family standards, so I needed to make a name for myself. I wanted to be a good provider for you when that time came. And that's the reason why I came back. Because I'm ready now. That doesn't make sense to me for some reason. But... That time you said that you had someone in your life, I thought... I was talking about you, Erica. It's always been you. Thank you for listening to our excerpt from In Over Her Head. We hope you enjoyed it, and please check out the book.
If you were listening throughout our first season, thank you so much, and we hope you were looking forward to each episode just as much as we were. We would like to continue this podcast and celebrate the books we love and the authors who write them. If you have an indie romance book in mind that you'd like us to feature next season, leave a comment or send us a message. The Romance Class Podcast is produced by Mina Villasguerra and Tanya Arpa. We would like to thank Endurance Castudi and authors Ana Tejano, Cristel S. Villar, J.E. Tria, Chris Mariano, Six de los Reyes, Don Lanuza, Miles Tan, Chrissy Perea, and Anne Plaza for allowing us to feature their books. We would like to extend the biggest hug in the world to our performers, Rachel Coates and Gio Gahol, who are awesome in every way, and 10 episodes later, I'm sure you feel the same way. Visit romancepodcast.com to find out more about what we do, and romanceclassbooks.com to find more of our books.